This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their products and programs. Today, we're going to be talking about the product of books. Our guests share tips that help anyone who is a book lover, whether you are a librarian, bookseller, author, or publisher. The truth of the matter here is that the advice coming out of these conversations are for creative marketing across industries. And today we have Olivia Gurecki, and she is a children's librarian that loves sharing her favorite books, story time resources, early literacy tips, which I absolutely love. So we're going to get her to share a couple here today and more. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Yay. So tell us a little, um, a good elevator version of what brought you to want to be a public librarian for children. So great question. I actually um, started volunteering at my local library when I was 12 because I was just hanging out there all the time. I was friends with all the librarians. I like to say that they raised me, which they totally did. And yeah, I started volunteering. And then as soon as I was 16, I started working part-time there in summers. And then when I started college, I was there permanently year round and have, yeah, just kept moving on up. I went to school. Uh, I got my master's from Drexel a couple years ago and have been a children's librarian ever since. Wow. And so when you went to school, is there something that you study specifically? The program is library and information science. Okay. So it was, it was, and it was neat. It was at Drexel and they do a lot of like the tech side of it. So there was a lot of, you know, data management and things like that. There was a lot of people in my program that worked for the FBI that were with, you know, CI, like, and here's me like, oh, I want to do a really good story time. Teach me how to do that. <laughs> that is awesome. That is- they were great. They were, they were so nice. And it was, it was fun. All the different professions sort of mingling in one. Um, so yes, that was that was the program that I did for. You know, we always have an icebreaker, and I feel like we go to your icebreaker because that's so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> so let's kind of dig in. Um, you became a librarian, and um, you know, the people listening are wondering. The big question of the day is: How do librarians select titles to purchase for their um, patrons? So lots of different ways. The biggest way that I so I order picture books early readers, board books, and holiday books for my library and my my library system has eight branches. So I, the biggest way oh, that I- order for all yeah. Oh, girl, that's fun. And it's picture books, which are just my all-time favorite. So, cool. um, so the way I always start is with the different reviews that come out. So Kirkus, I call it like my Bible. I will, anything that has like a starred Kirkus review is to me, um, we have to have it. We probably have to have a couple of them, you know, mixed throughout the system. Um, so Kirkus is the big one. And then I always do Publishers Weekly and School Library Journal. We, my whole, so there's three other children's librarians, including my, and plus me. So there's four of us total. And we all order for different sections and we all go by, a lot of it is by reviews, who says what, who is, you know, recommending it from the, from the reviewer side of it. Awesome. Yeah. And in addition to that, we'll also do like I have like a little bookstagram account and that's how I keep up with like publishers and I'm connected with a lot of authors that way. So as soon as that I, as soon as I see an author that I like and that I'm familiar with um, or that a publisher is really pushing, I'll make sure I save it on Instagram and then can add it to my cart, you know, the next work day. That's how we and to make sure I don't miss it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. 
I, you know, and this is a question. If somebody were to ask me that question, <laughs> that's where yeah. I find a lot of my book ideas. Is Instagram. Love Instagram. Yeah. For me as an adult, for kids, for tea. I mean, I find it all so much on Instagram. You know what I need to do? I need to yeah. um, go to your Instagram account yeah. and see who you're following to see. Definitely. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that to see who you're getting go your for recommendations it. from. And actually we, we might as well throw it out there right now. It yeah. is Olivia, the librarian. That's, That's your me. social media handle on yeah. Instagram. Okay. So how about a, a creating a balance between classic and modern selections? I think this is a good question because yeah. Right now we have um, the We Need Diverse Books movement and mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of books that are coming out um, that are really responding to that call to yes. action. But then mm -hmm. at the same time, you have this budget and I'm sure your copy of What's a Classic? I'm trying to think of a classic. A Winnie the Pooh book is probably yes. old and ratty. So tell us about that. So my library is very fortunate in that we have this thing called the extension which is basically like a garage, but it's just filled with shelves where as books like that are, you know, you we that are out of print, for instance, that we can't get more copies of, we keep them there so that if somebody wants to request a copy of, you know, an original, like a, a very old Winnie the Pooh that's out of print, we'll, we'll keep, as soon as we realize, oh, we have one left, it's not in great shape, we should keep it here. So it's almost like an archive, which I know is in the norm and we are incredibly fortunate that, that we have that resource. But in terms of in terms of creating a balanced uh, balanced collection, it is a constant constant thought process. The um, like I said, one of the things I love to do is talk with other librarians, other professionals to see how how do they promote diverse collections? How do they justify their budgets? How do they you know argue that this is what we need? And to their community, this is what you should totally read because it is that good. Um, so definitely. I love talking to people. Um, <laughs> where, do you, where are you talking to these people? I, I mean, I know that's a silly question, but. No, no, not at all, please. I discovered this, I don't know, a whole 18 months ago. There's a couple of really great Facebook librarian groups. There was one, it just got shut down, but it was called Storytime Underground. And it was Whoa. awesome. There was, it was such a fun name. That was 90% of the reason that I first joined. <laughs> but it was all sorts of, you know, handling tough patrons, how to, you know, when people are challenging materials, how do you respond to that? Display ideas, everything, you know, all that's sorts of so cool. anything that entails being a children's librarian, they discuss. Okay, that's awesome. So you're in yeah. a couple of different groups that you, you know. Yeah, are. that helps a lot. Um, and like you, I try to always think like in terms of, you know, creating that balanced collection that the collection should always, the goal should always be to like promote critical thinking and evaluation of literature and what books will do that the most. Um, whether it's an old classic that we look at it through the lens of today and say, this is why it was written at the time. This is why it remained popular for so long. And this is why we're looking at it again today. Whereas, you know, some of the amazing books coming out today, it's like, yes, we need thousands of them. We need them everywhere. Everyone needs to read them. Yeah. Much easier for me to get excited about that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so but yeah, definitely make, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, I think that I'm just thinking about the critical thinking aspect. Yeah. And um, those are the types of books that I really enjoy, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I allow, you know, not that I allow, I mean, mm -hmm. we'll get books from the library that, you know, there is no critical thinking. This is true. Book, um, ever, <laughs> right? <laughs> Love that book. <laughs> but you've got to have some humor and fun. Isn't oh, it? absolutely. And I think it just, even a book like that, depending on how, you know, 
I'm like for early literacy, I'm a big, big advocate for engaging with the text. I, even when I do story time, that's kind of like my hallmark thing. I can't go through one page without asking the kids what they think, what they think is going to happen next. And even something as ridiculous as everyone poops, like, what do, do whales poop? How, do, how should, let's Google it. Let's read another book about how whales poop. I mean, that's awesome. There's, there's ways. I, knew, I knew I'd get a literacy tip from you and there it is. You have to ask questions while yeah. Yeah. your readers, which leads me to my next question for yes. you. So here you are, you've got all these books in your library and the goal that you have not only ordering and planning mm-hmm. story times, but you also need to get children mm-hmm. in your library. And that's where marketing comes in. So what yes. are some of the, the, if you could think of some of the more creative ways that you've marketed mm-hmm. your programs. Tell us about how you're getting people into the library. And I'm going to mute because mm-hmm. there's somebody mowing the lawn across the street. I totally understand. You might hear my cats meowing at the door there. They're very excited. Um, <laughs> so there's some great ways that we've learned even just over the last last few years um, to try and engage and get get non-users into, or non-library patrons to come into the library. Um, one of the big social media is, of course, of course, the biggest, um, even making just like fun displays, making lists in, and touching on like weird topics like poop, like potty training that which aren't weird topics, of course, but things that maybe weren't so in your face before that appeal to a very sort of like niche group of people, making sure we have displays, making sure the collection looks accessible. Um, displays in the library are a big thing, too, especially I. <laughs> I, I feel terrible that I keep bringing up potty training and poop, but I did a potty training display oh, the other day. Totally my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go but, with it. Right? Let's roll with it. I did a display for that the other day and I've noticed, and I made um, a couple lists that went along with it. So like board books for, for the actual kids, all the way up to like parent teacher resources. So that, you know, like a guidebook basically. And the entire display was checked out. More than half the book lists were gone. So it was a topic that, parents, I have not been asked about it very often, like for resources for potty training. So to know that they want them, they're there, I should get more of them. Um, that was, that was really helpful. That well. is a great marketing. Yeah. So I've yeah. never actually, and I hope that my librarian's not listening to this, but I've never <laughs> seen book lists in our library. And I think that that's, yes. I love book lists. I, I, in my parenting book that I wrote, there's yes. a book list for every chapter. Yeah. Um, and to be able to take it with you, yes. what I do when I find lists on the, you know, Pinterest yeah. where I, I look for mm-hmm. lists, um, then well, I get right on my library's website and I'll put mm-hmm. some books on hold if I have to get yep. them other libraries. That is wonderful. So can I go back mm-hmm. to ask you a clarifying question about, Certainly. um, so yeah. you are using a Facebook page for your library and you're posting things on there to engage people to come in. Yes. So today, for instance, it was national teddy bear day. So I put up, you know, a happy national teddy bear day with a ton of books on teddy bears. So like old ones, some new ones, you know, there's Paddington on there, but there's, a, there's an awesome teddy bear book called teddy bear of the year by Vicki Van Sickle. And I love it. I love all of her stuff, I don't but know it, it's great. You know, perfect. Couldn't be a better title for today. So things like that we did, it was um, national wildlife day a couple weeks ago. It's deaf awareness month. So we're going to share I think in a couple of days, I have a post schedule to go up about books that feature deaf characters or that explain deafness to young readers, things like that. Wow, that is awesome. I'm going to be looking for some of these. Um, for yes. Sure. 
Wow. Wonderful. This has been so enlightening. And I just, I want to remind everyone, um, actually, this is exciting. You have a bookshop page. I do. Yes. So what all do the books that I recommend? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'm at, we'll link to the, your bookshop page. I love bookshop yeah. by the way. Um, so, so, such an amazing resource. It really is. And we've been doing these panels with the podcast mm-hmm. with different authors and we'll collect, mm-hmm. we'll make a collection for all the panels mm-hmm. and the books. Okay. So we're going to make sure that people can head over to your bookshop page and see what yeah. you're recommending Definitely. and we'll make sure they can head over to your Instagram and follow you and see what you are talking about. Yes, for sure. This has been wonderful and I just really appreciate you being here and yeah, anytime. Hey. This is great. Thank you so much for having me. I wish I brought my teddy bear with me. <laughs> it's the day for it. Yeah, it is. All right. Thanks so much, Olivia. Thanks, uh, thanks of course. for being on the podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.